to Contracting Conversations. I'm Scott Williams. I'm joined with my partner here, Jim Valley. Today, we have the pleasure of talking with Mr. Joel Little. He's from DAU South, and he's the Associate Dean for Outreach and Mission Assistance. Hey, welcome to the show, Joel. Hey, thanks, Scott. It's great to be here with y'all. Awesome. Well, we're real happy to have you. And this is a great topic for us to discuss. Uh, so, Joel, can you tell us a little bit about what mission assistance entails at DAU? Sure. It's uh, it's literally just as the term implies. It's assisting acquisition workforce members, program offices in achieving mission success. So really and truly, mission assistance is just exactly that. So, Joel, I, I know mission assistance also has kind of another term, consulting. So are those pretty much synonymous with each other? Good question, Jim. It it sort of is and it sort of isn't. Consulting is just the one of the many different groupings of mission assistance that we have. In addition to consulting, I would say coaching, customized learning solutions, executive support, tailored training, workshops, the list goes on. We undertook a phrase several years ago, and that is customer intimacy. And what that is, is really understanding and knowing what your customer needs before they need it. So there's there's a, a wide range of possibilities of support that we can provide in the form of mission assistance. All right, before our, uh, Scott has a question for you, a lot of issues we have with students is they have no clue. So within our classroom, they, they don't seem to understand that there is such thing as mission assistance, consulting, and other support that we can provide directly to their offices, right, to, to actually tailor training to them or some type of facilitation to help their program office go through some kind of problem they're trying to solve. So I don't know, Scott, I don't know if there was a question you wanted to ask about that. Well, I think what I was going to ask is, uh, given Joel's explanation, it, it certainly sounds like there's a lot of different things that you can do in this area. And Joel, if you could talk a little bit about just some of the, maybe some of your more recent examples that you've done yourself been involved with or that the university has been involved in, we can, we can see where that takes. Okay. I'm a big football fan. Used to be a player back in my younger years. Let's think about a football team and the really good teams, you know, they still have a lot of different coaches in the specific areas. Offensive line coach, linebackers coach, quarterbacks coach, receivers coach, running backs coach, strength and conditioning coaches. So take that approach and think about a program office, an acquisition program office, where the program manager is like the head coach, and he's trying to make sure that everything comes together and the the mission of the program office is successful. Got all of the team members in there. They're well-trained. They're certified, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it never hurts to have those coaches come in, the the linebackers coach or uh, the running backs coach. It's additional resources that help keep that team on schedule and, and allows them to become and function as a team. And that's that's a lot of what mission assistance does. And uh, one recent example that I'd like to give, I'd like to talk to the Integrated Baseline Review Training and Workshop. That can be sort of 
simple or sort of complex. It just depends on what the program manager wants, how they would like it delivered. So it, it can be as simple as just a, a short training session on earned value management, the IBR itself, integrated master scheduling, you know, maybe one day, two days, whatever. Or it could be as complex as a three-pronged approach, whereas DAU comes in and sits just with the government team, and we can use the, the government team's own data. It, we tailor it and incorporate their data into the content that we deliver in the training session. So we go through, train the government people, and make sure that they're fully up to speed Then the next prong is integrating with the contractor. So now we have the program office IBR team and the contractor IBR team all in the same room. And then we work through all of the tenets of the integrated baseline review just to make sure that both parties are on board and singing from the same sheet of music. And then the third prong of that is if the program manager requests We are willing to travel to the IBR event itself and sit as a nonverbal participant and, you know, pass notes back and forth to the program manager if we hear something that that sounds maybe a little questionable or or whatever. But actually the the training, the workshops, they are they can be completely tailored to incorporate all the program offices or customers' data. Uh, it can be as simple or as complex as they wanted. It just depends on what the end state is that the customer desires. Great, Joel. Those are some really good examples. And I know, I know that uh, in our region here, we do a lot of that type of support and exactly how you explained it. Some of those IBRs can be just a one-off. It might just be a couple of days and the customer's good and on their way. Others, we've had relationships with customers over the years where we've been doing IBR support maybe three or four different events throughout the year as needed. So it really varies based on the customer's need, and we try to, to do the best we can to, you know, assist them in every possible way. And I love those examples of different coaches because DU's got lots of different subject matter experts across the acquisition team that can help out in, in so many different areas. So those are some great examples. A real quick follow-on question, and um, since we're talking about support, if I'm a customer out there in the field, listen to this and decide that, hey, my unit might be able to use some of this assistance, how do I contact DU and where do I go to, to get started? Great question, Scott. First off, I would hope, and I know that hope is not a management technique, but I would hope that most of our customers out there have a customer liaison officer or CLO assigned to them, and they can come right directly through that CLO back to the region campus there for assistance. But I understand we have some customers that we don't serve as frequently as others and maybe don't have a CLO assigned to it. And it's really simple. Just go to www.dau.edu, click on the resources tab, and right under resources, you'll see mission assistance. And if you scroll down on the mission assistance page, You'll see consulting and a couple of other topics. Click on learn more and a map of the United States will pop up and there'll be a name associated with it. And that's the regional ADOMA. Uh, so whatever AOR the customer is operating in can uh, click on that and it'll give them the opportunity to provide the, 
their contact information, and a description of their, their challenge, their acquisition challenge or problem that they're, they're trying to overcome. And that will send an email right directly to the Associate Dean for Outreach and Mission Assistance for that area. Great, Joe. Hey, I know some of the students in our classes have also reached out to their instructors when they're taking a course with DAU with some possible mission assistance uh, ideas or some requests for support. That's another way they can come to us is right through those classes. So if you're out there thinking that, hey, this sounds like something my office could use and you're in a course, you can contact the instructor or you can do as Joel suggested here. There's lots of ways to get a hold of us. So, hey, thank you, Joel, for that. And Jim, I'm going to toss it over to you and see what questions you may have for Joel. Scott, one comment I'd like to, to add on that is, mm-hmm. you know, before COVID hit, with all of our classes being in residence, I seem to recall getting more of our mission assistance requests through students than really any other source. But that has, has really tapered off since COVID hit, and most of the courses are now delivered virtually. So I know the instructors in those courses are putting out the information. I don't know if it's if it's sticking quite as well as it was when an instructor was standing in the front of the class giving live examples of the mission assistance that they had provided and and offered it. And one other point too, for the acquisition workforce, our labor at DAU is non-reimbursable. We are a fully appropriated Department of Defense fourth estate organization. So if if the customer wants us to travel to their site, we typically use a cross-org line of accounting, and, uh, and all the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, and uh, it's really simple. The money never really changes hands, you know. It's just a paperwork drill. We can come out and work with them. And then, of course, if they want some manuals printed up or something like that, we, we have to recover our direct costs that we incur as a result of that. But, hey, you know, there's some there's some pretty intelligent folks around here at the, in the DAU faculty that can provide some really awesome help, and they have lots of years of experience doing it. One of the other products that I'd like to talk about that people are not aware of was drafted up. It's it's called event-based mission assistance or event-driven mission assistance. And if you think about the acquisition life cycle, you know, from from start to end. You've got uh, technical readiness reviews, preliminary design reviews, integrated baseline reviews, critical design reviews, all of these key events and milestones that are laid out across the acquisition lifecycle. And as a part of that customer intimacy, we know what key events and milestones and gates the, the customers are coming up to. And we can forecast, you know, hey, Maybe you want to uh, consider letting us do a design review workshop for you or a risk management workshop for you, knowing that you're about to go into some type of a review that you could really polish the team up, if you will, uh, before going into that review and and come out on the other side really uh, smelling good. Well, great points, Joel. Really appreciate that. Uh, you're absolutely correct. Since COVID, it's a little different relationship, but... Certainly, if you're out there and you're taking a virtual class, don't let the methodology of the class stop you from talking to your instructor if you have a need or you have some questions or you have a possible mission assistance opportunity. But, Joel, you're absolutely correct, and that's a a great point. And if I could make another point on that, since I brought up the virtual and we kind of had to dive off into that in the deep end in a hurry, a lot of our, or I will say most of our mission assistance, tailored training, workshops, 
coaching, all of those uh, solutions can be delivered virtually and or in person. I have a question. Okay, so most of our audience is contracting. And so for the contracting people listening out there, please talk to your program manager, tell them that this is available to them. Hopefully have other functionals listening in and they please take advantage of DAU. But a lot from the contracting workforce aren't in program office, right? They're they're working in a traditional operational type contracting organization and they don't have this big program office uh, team they're with. So what kind of support have you seen where we provide direct support to a contracting office? Ooh, that's a good question, Jim. I know there's been some some essential skills delivered, you know, team building, uh, those types of things. As far as the, the contracts functional area, I see a lot of core workshops being delivered. Wow, you caught me off guard on that one. I, I'm, I'm at a loss. Yeah, no problem. For, for Midwest, FAR Fundamentals seems to be a popular one. Also, some type of coaching. We have a coaching workshop that a lot of times we'll do for for the operational folks. So just to let make sure everyone understands out there, it's program offices has a lot of money involved there. And so we really need to support them for sure. But uh, we are available to support operational contracting, smaller organizations out there. And also, there's so many different ways we can support, right? We could just support by providing them the training that they actually present to their own people and we help them develop a program. Just want to make sure everyone there understands that. So you want to talk a little bit about how big this program is? Sure. Uh, I did have one thing come to mind since you mentioned it. I had a group of contracting officers reach out to me. We had a DFARS clause that related to earned value management a few years ago. And I had a group reach out to me uh, that were apparently struggling with ensuring they got all of the DFARS clauses incorporated into the solicitation and contract, as well as the procedurals that went along with it, certain earned value management reports, other program management, program performance reports that went in there as well. So I did a, put together a little four-hour training session for them that covered, you know, everything it took to get EVM onto a contract and then all the deliverables that went along with it. Oh, excellent. Excellent. How big is it? Uh, last year, totaling about sixteen or 1,800 events. I believe we did a total of about 712 workshops, 520-some-odd uh, consulting sessions and nearly 500 tailored training events. Um, so far in, in uh, 24, uh, we've already delivered 489 workshops. That's on a trend to uh, more than double what we did last year. Uh, basic consulting, about 250. Again, we're on, on trend to exceed what we did in 23. And the tailored training, the, the very same thing. It's a pretty large piece of what we do in DAU. And, and quite frankly, I know there's, there's been periods of time where program managers believe that DAU was just a place they had to send their people away from the office for a few days or even a couple of weeks. And, and they didn't really understand all the other capabilities that DAU had and offered. And, uh, and I, I'm hoping that this podcast will help us get the word out that we do a lot of things uh, that can really help a program office out there or other organization within the acquisition workforce. Yeah, I know. And Scott and I, uh, in our classes, 
we're just surprised with just how little people know about what DAU can do. And so that's our job as instructors to educate the workforce that, hey, this uh, capability is out there. So before we let you go, is there anything else you want to add? No, I just wanted to reemphasize that the mission assistance that I'm talking about here covers all of the functional areas from acquisition, program management, business cost estimating, business financial management, earned value management, contracts, logistics, systems engineering and testing, IT, cyber, right on down the list there. All of those, plus the essential skills that that we have found very useful in in helping program managers achieve a coalesced team that, that functions really well together. You know, with all the all the gears in sync and well lubricated working machine there. Well, thanks, Joel. We really appreciate you coming on the show and getting the word out to the workforce. It was my pleasure. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to help help spread the word. Yeah, hopefully we'll have you on again someday. So, the audience out there, that's the end of contracting conversations for today. Please subscribe to Contract Conversations on DAU Media or YouTube or Apple Podcasts. And please press like. It definitely helps algorithms out there on YouTube and Apple. So till next time, looking forward to having future contracting conversations with you.